Hey everybody, welcome back. I hope you're all having a great week. This week we are going to continue in the book of Acts and we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 13. Last week we talked about Peter going to jail and being rescued and now the story shifts to follow Barnabas, who we've seen before, and Saul, who's also called Paul. And we pick up in Acts chapter 13, verse 1, and it starts talking about the church in Antioch. And the believers are continued to be directed on mission by God. And the Holy Spirit directs Paul and Barnabas, and the church really commissions them to be sent on mission for the Lord. And as they go to all these different places and towns, uh, Paul and Barnabas start setting up this pattern where they go and preach the word of God in Jewish synagogues. And as they're going in verse 6, it says that they meet a sorcerer, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who is with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. And in verse 7, it says, This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. So this man, who wasn't a Jew, was seeking out God and calls Barnabas and Saul and says, Hey, I want to hear what you're preaching. I want to hear what you're talking about and you're proclaiming in the Jewish synagogue. But it says the sorcerer, who was also named Elamus, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who is also called Paul, takes this really seriously. Elamus isn't doing anything directly to Paul, but he's actively trying to turn someone, prevent someone from hearing God's word, from hearing about God. And it says, Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stares straight at Elamus and says, You're full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. You, son of the devil, an enemy of all that is right. Won't you ever stop perverting the straight paths of the Lord? Now look, the Lord's hand is against you. And it results in Elamus being blind for a time. As Paul confronts Elamus, it's so similar to what Paul himself experienced. And I wonder if... Paul had a little empathy for him and was maybe hoping that, like Paul, his heart would be changed as he was humbled and unable to see. And then in verse 12, it says, When he saw what happened, the proconsul believed, because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. The mission continued. The gospel continued to go forward, even despite this incident of resistance. And the journey continues. In verse 13, it talks about, them going down to Poseidon Antioch, and again they go into the synagogue, and the leaders there ask them to give a word of encouragement. And in verse 16, Paul starts to give this sermon, and it's really similar to the sermon that Peter gave earlier in Acts, and similar to the sermon that Stephen gave. Paul walks through the history of Israel and tells the good news. In verse 23, it says, As he promised, God brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus. And then down in verse 38, it says, Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers and sisters, that through this man forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you, that everyone who believes is justified through him from everything that you could not be justified through the law of Moses. That that Jesus had come, he was the Savior, and that through him that we are made righteous before God. And he warns them at the end, don't reject this good news. And in verse 42, it says, as they were leaving, the people urged them to speak about these matters again the the following week. And then the next week, it says that almost the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord. Paul preaches the sermon and talks about this good news that, that Jesus has come and he is the Messiah. 
and they want to hear more. And it says in verse 45, when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. And in Paul and Barnabas in verse 46, talk about that it was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, to the Jewish people first. Since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles. That this good news isn't just for the nation of Israel anymore. It's for everybody. In verse 47, it says, For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When, they, when the Gentiles heard this, it says in verse 48, They rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord, and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. God is moving, and not just with the Jews that are heard in the synagogue, but with, with people that weren't Jews. And again, in verse 50, there's resistance. There's opposition that springs up. It says, The Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women and the leading men of the city, and they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. They kicked them out of the city. And you would think that Paul and Barnabas would be like, we just wanted to come and tell you good news, and then you insult us, and then you kick us out of your city. That's it. We're not going to any more synagogues from here on out. But instead of getting fired up and angry and offended about what happened, verse 51 says they shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium, and the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot going on in these verses. And in this chapter, we see this story shift from Peter and John and the other disciples to Barnabas and Paul. But the overall mission is the same, to follow God wherever he's calling and to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. And they don't make it about them like the Jews did when they got jealous, when they felt like their influence was starting to get smaller. But as the disciples were on this mission, it wasn't about them. They followed God wherever he was calling them to go. And as they did, they found joy in that. Sometimes we can fall into the same things that the Jews in this story were falling into. That it's more about us. And that when things happen to us, we can get easily offended. And we can lose sight of what God is calling us to do as believers. To be light in the places that need light. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be smooth sailing. And it doesn't mean that there's not going to be any opposition but when we're following God and making that the priority, there's an unexplainable joy that can come, just like the disciples experienced. So as you read this story in these verses this week, take a moment and think, am I making things about me? Am I like the Jews in this story, worried too much about status and influence and how this will affect me? Or are we focused more about being light where God's called us? I hope you're having a great week this week. We look forward to talking more about these verses on Sunday. Hope to see you then.